Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. this here thing on? Yeah. Oh, you're going to do that. Okay. I don't know. They got something special. I keep touching here and there's something in my pocket that wasn't there before. It's a little... Defibrillator. Defibrillator, yeah. (laughs) Or something. Hosea 6 and 1 says this, you don't have to stand up. Come and let us return to the Lord for he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. Amen. I'm going to be going through some scriptures here in a moment. I want to mention something. Um, I've been gone a lot over the last couple of weeks, in fact, except for being home for a couple of days. Most of two weeks I've been in California. And. Um, there's been some things that have happened and, and some fascinating uh, things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a little bit of it here in a little bit. But uh, a, a kind of an interesting thing when I was in uh, Los Angeles, Castaic area, Los Angeles area, um, we went to Brother Mike Flowers' church. Brother Mike Flowers' pastors in San Fernando, California. Tremendous apostolic holiness church, good church. Um, uh, he is a presbyter in that area, just a good man, good preacher. We just went and visited. He told me, he said, he said, why don't you call me when you come? And I said, because I don't come to preach. I come to hear preaching. Right. And I do all the preaching I need to. Sometimes, sometimes y'all wonder, don't you? Um, here at home and uh, so anyway he began to tell me about a tour I think I might have told you brother Nate about this that that he did recently and something that I would love to go on and even get together um, a tour that he did for a group out of uh, St. Louis I believe it was and what they do is of course he's in Los Angeles is they go first of all on this tour they take a bus or a van and they go down to William Seymour's grave. How many know here know, raise your hand if you know who William Seymour is. So far, so far, I have two people who know, three people who know who William Seymour is. I think I You think you did. Played basketball for... Uh, Seymour was the man that wrote into Los Angeles about 1906. 1906. In fact, it was uh, around March of 1906. And he went to a little church and he began to preach. 
the baptism of the Holy Ghost was speaking in tongues. And so they went to, they go there first. And that's the first part of the tour. Which would just be so cool. They're just going to something like that. I know graves are graves, but I've been to a few of them that have been fascinating. The other day I stood in, in, in front of the grave of Ronald and Nancy Reagan. And it was quite, quite an experience to be there. But, and then from there they go to Bonnie Bray. Bonnie Bray Street is a, there's a little house on Bonnie Bray Street still there. And what happened is we'll, you can go there to that Brother Flowers told the lady that owns it now and runs it, said, we don't do this, but if you ever want to come and, and stay in the house, I'll let you stay here to Brother Flowers. He said, he, she said, the only one that she's done that for offered that is to him and Brother Larry Booker. And, uh, but, um, so, LeBronnie Gray is where, after Brother William Seymour preached at this small, when I say Nazarene church, I'm not sure, they locked him out because he was preaching on, on Jesus' name. Jesus' name, yes. Or not Jesus' name, but actually the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And the Jesus' name comes later. Um, they locked him out. They went to a man by the name, I want to say, um, it wasn't Ellsworth, it was um, Parham. It wasn't Parham. Parham was way back yonder in Houston Avenue still. He hadn't come out that way yet. They went to the house of it's right there. I know his name. Not Asworth. Something like that. They went to his name. He invited them to come and start having prayer meeting in his house. And um, they went there and God began to pour the Holy Ghost out upon those people. And it was so tremendous. There were so many people in there that the porch collapsed one time. And they had to shut the streets down. So that's the second place and they go to that place. Then from there they go to the site where the building is no longer there. But Azusa Street. And uh, there was a sign there. I don't know if they took it down or not. There, there, or they may have replaced it. I know they took one sign down. Because Brother Flowers has the sign in the back of his church. And uh, this is the site of Azusa Street out for it. And, uh, and so I've got a picture of that if you want to see it. It's quite interesting. But uh, so they went there. They go there. And then from there... The last stop on the tour is a Royal Seacomb, which is a campground that I used to drive past um, with my father-in-law. We'd go downtown and say, over there is the campground. He never took me, but over there is the campground where Jesus' name baptism began to spread. The truth of one is Jesus' name baptism began to spread from there. Fascinating. But I, I looked at that and I... Oh, it's been on my mind a lot. I, I could do the tour myself, but I think it'd be kind of neat to, to do it with some people. But um, I, I, I was thinking about that and this scripture that I read here. Come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn, and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. Let us return. The Bible talks about uh, a picture here of God both allowing the consequences of sin and the mercy that he extends to people when they come back to him. Amen. Right. Amen. I'm here to tell you that, that God isn't going to stop you from, from suffering the consequences of your actions. Right. And he will bring judgment upon you 
for your actions. But when you return unto him, the Bible says he will heal you and he will bind you up. The, 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 that that the canker worm and the locust and the caterpillar has eaten, he'll restore that. There's a song that says, thank you for saving a sinner like me to tell the world salvation is free. There were times when I just didn't do right, but you watched over me both day and night. Your grace and mercy has brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you. I want to thank you and praise you too. Your grace and mercy brought me through. And then it goes like this. Justice demanded that I should die. But grace and mercy said, oh no, we've already paid the price. Come on now. Once I was blind, but thank God now I see. It's because grace and mercy came along and rescued me. Amen. What a beautiful thing. Come and let us return unto the Lord. And the scripture goes on. And I'm going to try to move along fairly well. After two days, he will revive us. And in the third day, he will raise us up and we shall live in his sight. And here we find a prophecy, literally, of the resurrection and the resurrecting power of Jesus Christ. After two days, after two days, on the third day, he will revive us. And at the third day, he will raise us up. I'm going to tell you what, it's because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ that that we are alive and have, have a promise today. 1 Corinthians 15 and 14 says, And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, yes, and your right. faith is also in vain. Right. Amen. It says, After two days, if we will come and let us return unto Him, He'll heal us, He'll bind us up, and then He'll revive us in the third day because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We'll live. He will raise us up. And the Bible says we will live in His sight. Right. Interesting scripture there. Because as I studied that, I found it literally means we will live before His face or in His presence. And the very same word that is used there in His sight is the word that is used when the Bible describes the shoe bread. It is a, it is a word, uh, it, it's a, um, I'm trying to remember what exactly the word is, uh, panem. It is the presence or the face of God. We will live in His, before His face. We will live in His sight. We will be in His presence. But it was more than that. There was going to be communion with right, Him. Right, there was right. going to be something that began to happen. We'll dwell in His presence. Amen. We will see His face, if you will. We'll be in communion with Him. Amen. And it's such a fascinating thing. He said, if you will turn back to me. If you'll return unto the Lord, I'll heal you up and I'll bind you. I'll revive you. I'll raise you up and you will stand, amen, and live in my sight. You will, you will commune with me, amen. You will be in my presence, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Then he says this in the next verse. Then shall we know if we follow on, to know the Lord. Then shall we know if we follow on. Another fascinating scripture there. And I'm going to finish that scripture. But 
in a moment, but we will, if we follow on to know the Lord. Amen. That word follow is it, it, different from, from just the idea of following along passively. The scripture literally means to run after. It literally means to hunt down. Amen. It means more than, than just, it, 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 it means to, to push and to strive, to pursue, amen, to chase after. If you will chase after to know the Lord, if you will run after to know the Lord, if you will pursue after to know the Lord. Amen, amen. Some of you have hunted and you, you know how it is to hunt. You're going after something. And you, 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 if you have hunted, I remember the first time I went hunting with my dad. And my dad was not a great hunter. But uh, um, we, he went one time. He went elk hunting with some folks. We were hunting up near Alpine. And there was snow on the ground. And, and we began to track the elk. The elusive, uh, imaginary elk uh, that we think we may have seen one time. But, uh, and so we began to track the elk and, and we tracked, we, they had tracks in the snow and we walked what seemed like for miles because we wanted to shoot an elk. But they want to shoot an elk. My dad wanted to go back to the warm cabin. But anyways, he was not a big hunter. Walking along with our guns and their guns. I loved it. I was 12 years old and we're walking along chasing after an elk. And uh, if you hunt something, you, 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 you begin to track it and you begin to look for it. Amen. You look for where it might be and you, you, you say, there, there's where I think the prey might be. I remember one time we were hunting quail in the Kettleman Hills of, um, <clears throat> in the Kettleman Hills of California. And, uh, and we were walking along and I looked down in a draw there and there was brush and everything and and I told the guy I was hunting with, a guy by the name of Rudy, I said, Rudy, I said, I think there will be quail in there. It looks like there will be quail in there. I'm going to tell you something. When you begin to hunt after God, when you begin to search after God, oh, no. amen, you don't just go anywhere. You ain't going to find him. I know he's everywhere, but you're not likely to get a good Holy Ghost service in the bar. Oh, amen. No. You're not likely to find an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in a party down the road. But when you get in a hot apostolic church, on, right. I said, Rudy, I think there's quail. He said, why? I said, because it looks like quail cover. And we walked in and scores of quail flushed out of there. And he shot them like crazy. I missed them like crazy. <laughs> I had a shotgun. I couldn't hit the side of a barn with back then. But, but there were birds there because I knew where the birds would be. And it worked every time just about now. Because I said, that looks like a birdie plate. I walk over there and nothing's there. Amen. I've lost my touch. But... But, uh, but you, you look, you, where do you want to find God? Where God's going to be. Right. Amen. You look for it. I'm to follow after. I'm going to go into the house of the Lord. I'm going to be a doorkeeper of the house of the Lord. Yes. Amen. I want to be where God is. I want to feel the presence of God. I want to feel the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I'll do whatever I have to do. Matthew 11 and 12 says, From the days of John the Baptist 
that now the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, the violent taken by force. What are we talking about? Amen. Get serious about this thing. Oh God, I want revival. Yes. I want revival in my life. I want revival in this church. Amen. Let's see such a move of God. Amen. Said so if we follow on to know the Lord, His going forth is prepared as the morning. I'm gonna tell you something. I looked at that and I almost skipped over it. I thought I need to look at it and study a little bit more. Amen. If we follow on to know the Lord, His going forth is prepared as the morning. And it says, And He shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and the former rain <clears throat> unto, uh, upon the earth, unto the earth. Amen. What does it mean? His going forth shall be pre prepared uh, as the morning. It means that in the morning you get up. And there's a little thing. If you look online, it says, Sun up is at five whatever. And when you get up that time, clouds or no clouds, it doesn't matter. That sun is going to rise. Right. Right. Nothing you could do. There's nothing we can do to stop it. The sun is going to rise. Right. Right. In the morning. Nothing will stop it. He said, if you follow on to know the Lord. If you follow on to know That's the Lord. Good. That's good. His going on is prepared as the morning. As sure as the sun is going to rise yes. in the east. Yes. If you pursue the things of God, if you lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily, if you get it in your God, you're going to do the will of God as sure as the sun rise in the east. God's going to come through. He said, Lord, I love you. And he will rain upon us as the latter and the former rain. Former rain prepared the seed. The latter rain brought it to fruition. Amen. He says, one places the former and the latter in the same season. Yeah. Acts 2 and 17 says, and it shall come to pass in the last days, 2 and 17, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. I understand. I understand why old men dream dreams. Now I do. The reason that you remember dreams is because you woke up as the dream was happening. And old men don't sleep very well. <laughs> so the dreams work better with us. Amen. The day after my cousin died, I dreamed of my cousin. He's standing there, he had a dark suit on, smiling, hell and hearted. And all, all the dream was, I remember there's some other preachers around, I don't remember who they were. All the dream was was, why are we having a funeral? My cousin Rick looks great. Somebody told me, he said, he's looking great. Right. Uh -huh. So, had a couple little things happen to me in the last few days. I uh, had to church on Sunday. I drove to Phoenix. Got a hotel near the airport. Didn't sleep well which is typical for me. <clears throat> Got up very early, about 4.30, and uh, 
445 and had a shuttle taxi pick me up about 5.30. Drove to the airport, checked in, went through TSA. Actually, everything went pretty good, went pretty fast. I surprised. I'd done the check-in. If you ever fly Southwest, if you decide, I, don't, I know folks here don't fly a whole lot, <clears throat> but uh, if you fly Southwest, and I have found this out, you, you check in 24 hours before on the plane. Because if it's crowded and you don't check in, you're going to end up in a middle seat. And you don't want to end up in a middle seat, so you check in 24 hours before and you get on earlier. I was able to get on earlier and get my, actually me, I went with my sister and my brother-in-law, we were able to get the seats together. My, uh, my sister said she would sit with us um, in the middle, even though she hated when me and Conrad and her rode in the car, she hated being in the middle, but that's another story altogether. But, uh, and we had, the only problem was was she wanted to talk and I wanted to sleep. So, <laughs> I told her as we were getting ready to get out of the class, now I'm going to try to sleep. She says, are you saying don't talk to you? <laughs> and uh, the problem was coming back. I was, it was a crowd at all. I went way back in the back. I kicked my seat back. And something about this seat was my neck hurt. And I never could sleep. So. Anyways, so we landed in Sacramento. And... And... Uh, Got our stuff out and headed straight over to Black Bear Diner to meet my sister, who I haven't seen in years. I love my sister. It was good to see her. We spent some time with her and talked and, and reminisced. And then drove straight from there to um, Modesto, which is, I know most of you are probably not familiar with the Central Valley. I, I had a funny feeling. Yesterday, as I was leaving the cemetery from the graveside, it was kind of a funny feeling. And, and I, this is me. This nobody else would. You might understand it from a different perspective, but I stood there and and I could smell the air of the valley, and I could feel the air of the valley. This is where I was born, and I could I could sense my roots. It's weird. I don't want to go back to California. This is my hometown, but I, there was this weird, weird feeling of this is where my roots are. And I was surrounded by scores of ministers who I knew or knew of from that area, which is kind of a, kind of a different type of feeling. Not a bad feeling, but just kind of an overwhelming feeling. And then we got back on the plane from Arizona. But anyway, but um, so we got down to the um, viewing. Got there a little early because there was a family viewing. And so we went in. And I just began, of course, as viewings go, went for, went there for three hours. As viewings go, and there was hundreds of people there and the next day. I'm going to guess somewhere between 800 to 1,000 people at this funeral for my cousin. And, and we began to circulate around and began to talk to people. My cousin Randy, if you don't know my cousin Randy, he is a, a tremendous, tremendous preacher. Uh, he's the bishop there in Revival Center at church. I don't know what it runs out, but I know one time he ran from 2,000. 
and uh, a huge church, beautiful facility and all that. His son-in-law passes it now. Um, but so I'm standing around and I had met a guy that I, I guess I, he said we met before years ago. His name is Pete Connell. Some of you might know who Pete Connell is. He's the guy that you've read the book. That's right. I forgot about that. I met him there. We immediately became, we had, we've been friends, but we became friends. I mean, I, I love the guy. I absolutely love him. He's a great guy. Y'all would love this guy. But he, uh, he, he wrote a book that the you young men read on street preaching. He was, he was there. He came up. He said, man, at last we can do So we, we hugged and met. I brought him over and I said, hey, brother. I told my cousin, I said, this is Brother Pete Connell. And he come up and we began to talk. And my, my cousin Randy, one of the best preachers I know, he's a phenomenal preacher. He's 70 years old now. But we've been talking. I'm going somewhere with this. Um, somebody said the other night, said, when a preacher says, I'm going somewhere with this, he's probably not going anywhere. But anyway, <laughs> he's just rambling. And so, and I won't take a lot longer. I, I, I'm going to tell you, there were some things happened there that just, there were some things that happened there. And, uh, and so, but this one right here was, was one of the, he, he comes, he begins to, we're, I'm talking to brother, to, to, to Bishop Randy Keyes, my cousin Randy. And uh, Brother Pete Connell kind of, I said, Brother Connell, Connell, I mean, Brother Connell. I said, I said, uh, hey, this is, this is for the tunnel. This is for Randy Keats. And, and they shake hands. And, and, uh, and Rand, Randy begins to talk, Brother Randy. I, you know, he's, he's my cousin Randy, but I'm going to tell you something. He's a great man of God. And we begin to talk, and, and we, we really connected, reconnected here. And it was wonderful to be with him. But as family, it was just this wonderful family feeling. But we began to talk, and he began to talk. And, and if you ever get around a man like Randy Keyes, when he begins to talk, he's going to say some things you want to hear what he has to say. That's the kind of guy he is. He begins to talk. And he begins to talk about a revival that they had a few years ago. I remember this. They had a, they had a revival where the great God would come in. In a period of six months, Revival Center had between 800 and 1,000 people receive the Holy Wow. In a period of six months. In, in six months, he said, he made the statement. He said, I've not, I don't know a revival really like that since Azusa. That really, he said, this was some of, he said, the only where, place I've seen it, more than that would be in Ethiopia. And, and here, here's where I'm going. I, I think you'll enjoy the story. Um, he said, and when he did that, Brother Connell said, hey, he said, speaking of Ethiopia, he said, do you remember telling a story about a blind man in Ethiopia? And Randy said, yes. He said, we were, we were there and they were preaching. And he said, he said it was, there was almost a million people at this crusade. And, and tens of thousands, I think well over 100,000, received the Holy Ghost. And thousands were getting their healing. But there was a man that his eyes, he told me, he said, Chris, he said, his eyes were completely clouded over. He could not see. And he reached out and touched him and said in Jesus' name, God healed him right there. Come on. And, and that's a really neat story. Oh, 
But here's where it gets even better. Brother Connell said, you remember that? He said, oh, yes, it was something. He said, let me tell you something about that. He said, you came and preached. I don't remember where he said it was. He said, I was there. I believe Brother Connell was there. He said, you came and preached. And you begin to walk down the aisle and you begin to talk about, about you, how that this had happened, how that God had healed. And as you walked by, he said, and I reached over and I touched it. And God healed him. And there was a man sitting there. And he said, I touched it. And God healed his blind eyes. And ran wow. and walked on like that. Wow. The man that was sitting there was Brother Carl Elder, pastor of Hutchinson, Kansas, who had diabetes. And he had lost wow. his sight. Wow. And when Randy touched it, said, did you know until that the other night, God restored his sight. He was there. I'm like, hey, you know, my cousin said, I didn't even know about that. I had no idea that happened. You know what? The Bible says if we fall, we're going to pour out. Yes. The ladder is on I believe things, that revival I was thinking about, I thought that doesn't happen. It just happened. Modesto because the same power and the same spirit that is here. Yes. And I'm going to close here in a minute. I just, I think something is moving in our church. I think something is moving in the spirit. I think God is moving. And I've been a little, you know, kind of on edge. Not edge, that's not the right word. I've been emotional. I lost my cousin. I was very close to him. I, I, I've cried a lot over that, but but there's something. But as as I was there, I I stood there amongst men that were great men of God. I spent time talking to people like Brother Booker and Brother Frost and Brother uh, 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 Brother Morton and uh, and a whole lot of different men, wonderful wonderful men of God. Brother Manuel Garcia, uh, Brother uh, uh, I'm just there was just a ton of them. Brother Shoemaker. We just all over the place I came and, and I, I reconnected with some and I met some. I made some great friends with people and, and it was just a wonderful time except that my cousin had died and that was one of the deals. But it just, there were things that happened. But I was, I was my, my sister and I, they asked us to sing at the funeral. We got up and, uh, and we, we began to sing and, and uh, I testified for a minute and talked about my, my cousin Rick who incidentally if you've never some of you I think maybe sister Anna's the only one maybe brother Lorenzo that has met my cousin Rick he, he was a tremendous tremendous man of God he was, he was a man of integrity I talked about honesty the other day he was a man of impeccable honesty and integrity and there's so much all of us can learn from a man like that but uh, there were there, the people he pastored for 40 years, over 40 years, uh, a church in Santa Maria, California, Revival Tabernacle. His brother's Revival Center is Revival Tabernacle. And it was a tremendous church, a wonderful church. I preached there a few times, uh, uh, a, uh, a, a revival church and, and, and just a good place. And God did great things. And so me and Cassie got up to sing and, and we started, I gave a little testimony and I started out, oh, won't we have a time when we get over the And there's a video of it. You can go on Revival Center and, there, and we're singing. And, and while we're singing in the middle of this huge, huge church, seats almost 2,000 people. Hey, man, and, and, and maybe 800 to 1,000 people there. This woman comes dancing wow. in the front. 
as she touches the casket as she goes by. And I, and I noticed her. I thought, I thought that's great because you can see the joy on her face. Worshiping the Lord as we sang that. And, uh, and we sang down another chorus and, and uh, sang for a few minutes and then moved on. My cousin Ronnie, who is Rick's son, calls me. He says, he said, did you notice Nene that went by and touched the casket? I saw, I saw a lady there. I said, I didn't know who it was. He said, he told me, he said, a lot of people might think that, that she's just some crazy lady that just came up here. Said Nene was a gang banger. She was in drugs. She was mean as could be. And God brought her out in my dad's search and delivered her. Amen. If you if you move and follow after the Lord, he said, there's a back corner. She loves my dad. She loves Jesus. I'm here to tell you something. And I'm done, but I believe that God wants to give GVPC revival like we never have. something and I'm gonna I've come across a couple of churches recently. <clears throat> I won't say who or know a couple of churches. They stopped preaching some things. They stopped preaching holiness. They stopped preaching in some cases Doctor. Right. And you get what you preach. That's right. Or you get what you don't preach. Come on, right. 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 And I won't go into detail because who knows who might be watching, but you get what you preach and you get what you don't preach. And if you stop preaching holiness, and you stop <coughs> preaching gospel, you might as well put up a sign over the door that says first bad discernment. Or you can just put Ichabod over the door. 
That's right. right. The glory of God is to come. Right. That's the truth. That's right. Amen. You've got to preach it. You want it, you've got to preach it. God has put that on my heart. I want revival, we've got to preach revival. Brother Nathan, Brother Shichi, we've got to preach revival. We've got to preach revival. We've got to preach truth. We've got to preach people being filled with the Holy Ghost. We've got to preach being baptized in Jesus' name. We've got to preach living righteously and holy and dressing right and living right and doing right. Because if you want it, you got to preach it. That's right. That's right. Lord, help us. Yeah, but we can't have a thousand soul revival here. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Let's stand and worship the Lord. Thank you. God, I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah.